1: In a real-life Indiana Jones-type adventure, our guest shares 13 universal wisdom teachings and his genius process for integrating them into your life, all from his new book, Divine Genius. We've already covered eight of the teachings in Part 1 and Part 2 of this series. This is Part 3. I encourage you to go find those shows on my show page if you want more of what you're going to hear today. And I'm sure you're going to want to if you didn't get the opportunity to listen to one and two. It's It's been a really fun series. And I think today is going to be the best one yet. The wisdom shared is spot on for the times we are living in. So for now, just sit back, grab a cup of tea or your favorite beverage, and relax get ready to shed more layers of ego pretentiousness and false beliefs that separate you from your own authentic creative loving and abundant life force i invite you to take a few deep breaths open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness as i introduce our guest adam hall a trained shaman, teacher of A Course in Miracles, entrepreneur, speaker, and author of three books, including Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve. As founder of the Earth Keeper Alliance, he's dedicated to conserving the planet for future generations. Welcome back, Adam.
2: Well, hello, Julie. Nice to be here with you again. Look forward to our our third uh, segment here. It's been wonderful to be with you all.
1: It is. It has been really fun. And I am just especially looking forward to today. I, like I mentioned, I, I love the topics for today. I can't wait. But let's begin with a brief recap. Adam, your book, Divine Genius, reads like a real-life Indiana Jones-type adventure as you were guided to go on an 81-day spiritual journey to Peru. And in the book you take us on that journey with you and teach 13 wisdom teachings and how to integrate them. And you also keep us on the string waiting for day 81 to see what happens. Maybe we'll we'll let the listeners in on a little bit of that today but keep them in enough suspense that they want to go out and get this book too and follow along for those 81 adventurous days but can you speak a little bit about this 81 day adventure and why you wrote this book
2: well be happy happy to 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 do that and um you know it was interesting because when i set out to to just tune into my own personal journey uh and and Write. Begin to write. Uh, as you, as a writer, probably understand this, Julie. And you know, once we kind of begin, sometimes it just keeps going. It takes us on a ride. And uh, the divine genius, the unlearning curve, is the second part of my life's trilogy. The first being the Earthkeeper, undeveloping the future, and this being the second edition. And what was revealed that was. Is, is was unique to this particular book uh, as compared to the first was that there was an interaction that I had with, well, what would best be described as an ascended master. And I believe we all have guides, both here present in, in form and the material world. And also there's guides and, well, angels, if you believe in that. On the other side that are here to support our own soul's evolution and as i began to really tune to a, a deeper meditative practice i was essentially drawn into well let's call it the proverbial rabbit hole <laughs> to <laughs> just to go with it and to to let go and to see where that, that those meditations wanted to take me and long story short they took me to a place of connection in the ethereal field with an energy that i subsequently uh, named men m-e-n not in a gender context but men in the mayan cosmology is an archetypal energy of the eagle a high seer a wise one one that intermediates between heaven and earth and when I first sat with him, he introduced that we would spend 81 days uh, together in a row. Uh, in each morning, I would go through a meditative process and a journey to attune my brain waves to you know more higher frequency delta and alpha and even some gamma wa- gamma wave frequencies at time and. Um, And in that first session, he mentioned we're going to do those 81 days and that it was not about what was going to happen. It was about showing up and really listening deeply. And that began the journey that I share in the divine genius, the unlearning curve, and ultimately the revelation of these 13 universal wisdom teachings that I share with everybody.
1: Excellent. So today we're going to talk about the last five teachings Divine doing, divine being, divine evolution, divine involution, and unification. This is going to be, like I said, my favorite conversation. I can just feel it. You and I originally connected via our friend Barbara Mark Sebbard and the work of conscious evolution. And I'm thrilled to bring this content and this context to our listeners. So you write about the process of unification with the whole. Of the cosmos and liberation from a life based solely on a finite reality this uh, this process of unification you have like literally talked about in those the whole book in those 81 days like you had mentioned and to me adam every page of this is conscious evolution it's Mm. bringing us to this place and so um moving us out of that illusion of separation, like I mentioned, and birthing the divine human. So would you say, um, maybe give us a little introduction to consciousness in your world and your work and what it really means to birth the divine human? Before we speak of those last five teachings, let's, let's just set the stage by talking about Really, birthing the divine human—it's foundational. Well, so,
2: absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for presencing our dearly beloved um, Barbara Marks, who is, feels I feel her presence in my life uh, every day and her inspiration. She spent my, many a times uh, here in my home, and we celebrated each other's lives. And one of the things that we we spoke um, so intently about was the emergence of the new human. And Barbara subsequently began to do some of this work around human uh, homo universalis, homo amoris. And in the tradition that I come in, the lineage that I come from, the shamanic lineage in the Holiapus in the Andean mountains of Peru, we've long spoken uh, of the prophecy of the the coming of the homo luminous the light being and there's been much work coming out uh, now around that uh, you know, gary our brother gary zukoff has a new book you Un- know universal human and neil donna walsh has done some great work so there's been a lot of things going on as it relates to this greater evolution uh of our of our humanness and what i mean by this is that we are finding a transcendence a purely an understanding of 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 what it is to be human that has been seemingly exclusively limited to being in a physical body and the idea here uh, julie that you so beautifully speak to about in your work in conscious evolution, is that we um, are creators of this life experience, and that in our expansion of our consciousness, in our evolution of our body, our emotion, our, our mental and spiritual bodies, the, all those four are intersecting into what I believe is a, a place of powerful. Equanimity between the physical and the non-physical world, uh, which has often been spoken to as oneness or unification, and I certainly speak to that throughout the 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 book, um, in particular in the last wisdom teaching, and the whole point that I'm uh, worked, you know, at least attempting to make in the divine genius, uh, Dr. Julie, is That we um, can engage consciously, that we can become the co creators of our life experience. In other words, we re empower ourselves to embrace that life is happening for us, it's happening through us, versus happening to us and from us. Uh, When it's happening to us in front of us, we seemingly are in an endless state of uh, victimhood and perpetrator and guilt and this idea of separation that happens in the ego mind. And in that state, we need to control It's happening. So we're just constantly in a kind of a Darwinian state of survival. First, really engaging our greater power, our greater truth as um, as, as, as beings, that are not phys- simply physical beings, but also spiritual beings. And I also would now add quantum beings. So in that embrace of unification and that oneness of who we are, we integrate both our physical and non-physical world with the quantum world. And we can we have the power to do that. We have the power to choose that. And the whole idea... Of the subtitle of the book, Unlearning, is about re empowering you to A, recognize the thought system of separation, that ego, and B, to choose the alternative, which is really the thought system of love and joy. And that, that hopefully gives us a, some idea about coming to be a conscious co creator, to be a conscious evolutionary to embrace the consciousness that is all pervasive in the planet uh, throughout the universe and in our lives so we get to choose that and or not and if i say now's a good time to begin to make that choice consciously and to empower ourselves to come to the world that call calls us all now so dearly during these times of great earth changes
1: yeah Thank you. I think one of the things that's most important about what you just shared, Adam, is that idea of choice. And the book lays out um, the two different mindsets, the two different worldviews. Like when we understand ourselves in separation versus the connection, the unity, the wholeness of who we be, um, ego, Essence, you talk a lot about ego as well as that place of, of separation. So, the book does a beautiful job of laying that out for us so we can clearly identify ourselves when we're in separation and ego versus when we're in that wholeness, that unification, that divine human that we are, divine genius. So, with that, these last five are a perfect segue in. This divine human and really coming in. So tell us about divine doing. You say that in divine doing we do nothing, yet create a life of, of peace and prosperity. What is divine doing and what is the difference between ego doing and divine doing?
2: Well, I, I love that and I and thank you for creating the context around the the book of really what what it is to function and live in the world in separation in the ego thought system from a body versus to function and live in the world and experience the world from the from the genius mind within yourself and our connection to the divine genius god or one or the christ minder but whatever you want to call your connection to or 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 not. And the 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 idea of of the contrast of doing from the ego, uh, I should say, the contrasting the ego thought system to the genius thought system was a way that I found to share that we have this powerful choice to to make. And that we all share the, the thought system of the ego. We all share a thought system of the divine genius. And we all share the power to choose between the two. And um, when we look at the, the thought system, which I share through a, a genius process that allows us to re-examine and to think um, and to explore... Um, in a way uh, of that, that thought system in a way that we haven't before, it allows us to go back to the source where we made a choice to do life away from our our genius, away from a place of our oneness with each other, with our environment, and with the, the, the quantum field. And doing from that place is, 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 is motivated uh, primarily by the, uh, the need for survival, and in that place of of doing in the world, it it's driven by a repetition of our past conditioning, uh, the traumas that we've experienced, the belief systems that we learned in our homes, and when we where we went to school, and you know the kind of the relationships that we are in. And that, that's, that way of functioning in the world, while it serves in its own way, it's limited. And it's, it's, a, it's a very small aspect of what I've come to know as the greater potentiality of, of ourselves as conscious, sentient beings that are even transcendent of the physical world, as spiritual beings, as quantum beings. And so divine doing as compared to the idea of doing from the ego and separation where all things are separate, divine doing is is not about doing nothing in the world. But the divine doer does not need to do anything in the world because it is that divinity within each of us is that place of wholeness is and in that place there's nothing that needs to be done other than allowing it to flow through each of us into the world so that we are engaging from a place of of love we are creating from a place of oneness and when we come to that place of doing all things are connected it's it's infinite in nature and it's 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 it. What I have found personally is it allowed for me to be far more creative, um, to find joy, even in the most difficult moments. But at the same time, be able to experience that in my own humanness, my own emotions. So the contrast between doing and divine doing is stark, and of course it takes the journey to go find out which is what the divine genius is all about. And the quest for the grail as I refer to it is all about. So hopefully that's, that's helpful uh, in terms of bringing together both our divine doing with our doing in the world and not having them separate because the divine doer is inclusive of the doer that's in the world. Whereas the doer that's in the world is separate than the divine doer in spirit so hopefully that makes some sense
1: yeah that's a really good place Uh, i i love how you talk about that, that the divine doer is inclusive of the doer and you also say that the divine doer when we when we become a divine doer it upgrades our entire body mind and soul say more about that
2: well, it, it takes us back to um, the fourth wisdom teaching of the life force. You know, one of the things that um, I do in, in, in throughout the the journey of the divine genius and as we move through all of the wisdom teachings is to weave into uh, each teachings what preceded it. Um, and this particular um wisdom teaching on divine doing is very connected with the life force. And in other words, because we come to a place in our own consciousness where we have an equanimity between our physical world and our our non-physical world, our spiritual world, physical and spiritual world, and we've integrated those two. What I have found that it the the life force, the energy force that is pervasive throughout the universe, that that has an unencumbered flow, a free flow into a, my own physical being. In other words, it 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 allows to for my sense of vitality, my sense of vi- of just vibrancy of. Well-being and well-being meaning joy. Well-being meaning uh, uh, just being peaceful. Like ah yes, ah I need do nothing. Ah I'm not don't need to acquire something. That there's a deeper sense of presence of that wholeness and that oneness as best as it can be described. And in that is a great vibrancy of optimal health and and wellness.
1: Mm, yeah there yeah i love this whole idea and um we're going to talk about the involution after the break because this is another way to you know really understand this life force piece but to introduce introduce divine being we have about four minutes break or five you say that We are formlessness expressing itself in form. I love that phrase. We are formlessness expressing itself in form. Divine beingness then reveals itself when we identify ourselves, like you said, not as a body, but as this energy of love. So say more about divine being, and there's a reason why divine doing came before divine being so you might want to share that as well
2: yes well we'll get started a little bit and then we'll pick up more after the break as we as you see fit and the the divine being it precedes divine it 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 it, excuse me it comes after divine doing but something that i encourage all the readers and all my students and people i work with is to also go back from 13 back to one in other words, 1 to 13 is the sequential flow, but it also sequentially flows from 13 back to 1. So divine being is is the expression of that, that divine light that is emerging through us. In other words, it, all things in the universe are light. And in that light carries the information. And in that information, as it comes into our physical body, we we act upon that energy that's in the universe and either we're acting from that divine doer or that just doer that's out in the world and that divine being is a formless state of being because it's pre, it's it's transcendent of our physical body in other words it's your soul it's your soul and that place of soul in your soul presence and that inner temple within ourselves is a place of great divine beingness. And in that beingness, then we can move into form and in through that journey from a place of our divinity, our place of our wholeness, from our place of oneness. And of course it takes us back to making the choice. Are we choosing form? Are we choosing to identify as a body? Or are we also choo- Are we choosing first to I, knowing ourselves as spirits that are in a body? Formlessness, consciousness that's flowing through our body and, phys- and expressing itself in the world. So the idea here of divine being allows us to make that choice into being that divine doer And that's a precondition in order to really experience our oneness in the world and interconnectivity with others.
1: Mm, thank you Adam this I, I really appreciate the conversation about formless formlessness and that we're really here. In physical form, like you say, to unlearn the ego's beliefs and return to this truth of who we really are as formless, as formlessness. So I, I really appreciate you speaking to that and, um, and again, just reminding us we're meant to be this living expression of love and how beautiful is that so we are going to take a quick break when we return there's at least three more beautiful wisdom teachings that we're going to talk about and we're going to expand into how what is humanity here to do what's our purpose what's happening here on the planet we're going to have so much more with adam hall author of the divine genius we'll be right back
0: You're listening to Empower Radio, an entire radio station devoted to your personal development, expanding your conscious awareness, and empowering positive change. Meet our hosts and listen online at EmpowerRadio.com, on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, or download the Empower Radio app for your smartphone or tablet. It's free in the App Store, and it lets you listen to our shows and podcasts on demand. Empowering people, empowering change. Empower Radio, online at
2: EmpowerRadio.com.
1: Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser.
0: Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trash. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick.
2: And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one loves In biology, it. I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... is why no one ever helps.
0: Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Kelly Clarkson, and I've toured the country dozens of times, and there's one thing every state has in common. Childhood hunger. The sad truth is that 17 million kids don't know where their next meal is coming from, or if it's even coming at all. Yet there are billions of pounds of surplus food around the country at farms and warehouses that could help end this injustice. But all that food is useless if it doesn't get where it needs to go. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids before it goes to waste. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. Find out how at feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America.
1: To help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back.
1: Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others And perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. And again, if you want to listen to part one and part two of this conversation that we're having with Adam Hall today, Check that out at the thedrjulieshow.com. You'll find both of those um, in the archives there, as well as empowerradio.com. And on the leading edge of personal, social, and global transformation, I invite you to be a way shower, a change agent, a harbinger of conscious evolution, and make connections that inspire and accelerate our collective awakening and healing. Stay connected by signing up for my newsletter. You'll find inspiration, opportunities, and meaningful content. Just go to juliecrollemail.com. Again, that's juliekroll, www.juliekrollemail.com. I'm here today with Adam Hall, author of Divine Genius, and you can find Adam at adamhall.com. Solutions www.adamhall.solutions. Oh, Adam, that was fun. And I just want to, uh, the first half went so fast. I want to just let our listeners know if you want to know more of how do we embody this and stabilize this way of being that Adam is talking about, he does a really nice job in this book with exercise with his genius process of helping you to kind of assimilate and integrate all of these concepts so if you're wanting more just go find that book divine, the divine genius or divine genius on un, the unlearning curve and i love the unlearning because it really is about unlearning everything we've learned from this consciousness of separation and this ego so adam to start us off on this second half, we're, we're going to go into divine evolution. And I have um, some wrap-up questions I hope we can get to with the whole book and, and this journey in mind. But I want to read a quote to introduce divine evolution. You write, humanity has reached an evolutionary tipping point. It is moving in slow motion compared to the speed of the universe. The ego design cannot sustain itself. A new way forward has come to humanity. Today, I invite you to consider becoming a radical evolutionary. I I love this. I'm intrigued. First, I love how you say the ego design can't sustain itself. I'd love for you to expand on that. But I'm also so intrigued. Tell us what is a radical evolutionary and what is divine evolution?
2: Well, absolutely. And um I, I subscribe to, I would best say is a, a view that we've we've reached a, a choice point of will we leap into our evolutionary potential or, or not? And um, uh, the, 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 the crises and challenging challenges we're facing on the planet are obvious, be it climate or, Pandemic and these other types of economic, you know, these these challenges are they're there, they're they're extreme and they're stronger than they've ever been, and the invitation is really about becoming a radical evolutionary. In other words, that we take action, concerted, uh, conscious, co-creative action uh, with ourselves and to uh, evolve, and this is what I ultimately call the evolutionary miracle that we leap in our trajectory into this idea of the universal human or the homo luminous or whatever you choose it, choose that to be. And um, it's clear to me and the what I have received both from the from the elders that this this time has been given that it affords us the opportunity to do what's, say, happening in our technological world. It's leaping. And that's the nature of what they call Moore's Law, where things exponentially increase in their capacity. And just think of where technology was with your phone or your app just 10 year, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, if you're of that, of that age. So we, too, must do the same. And the idea of evolution is that we can evolve incrementally, kind of just plod along, or that we can really take um, take the reins and really, and I believe it's our responsibility, Julie, as humans to do this, to really step up. And um, it's collectively. And individually, yes, but collectively, we all must do this together, hence the You know the work that you and i are doing in the world but this is a time to to do that and i believe that um, that 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 choice is is for each of us to make between the old way or the way forward to leap into the future of where we are the old way is going to do what the old way does it dies and it gets mulched in nature and it gets mulched by the universe and today we are offered a great opportunity as perhaps the the perhaps the, one, the, the greatest one in the millennium to to embrace this greater power of our divine being as divine evolutionaries but it takes that 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 taking that responsibility and becoming that radical evolutionary uh, to do it
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And you, you talk about these evolutionary times that they'll burn off the aspects of humanity that really aren't necessary any longer. And you talk about war, economic disparity, social injustice, and other cultural influences that are really inconsistent with oneness. It's like I always explain this, Adam, that that we built this world as we know it in a consciousness of separation, and, and clearly that was an illusion and not not representative of who we truly be and now all those systems and structures are falling away and breaking down so we can rebuild anew with this emergence of of who we truly be. So you also talk about how in this process you know there's probably some trauma, some loss, some other things. Do you want to just speak briefly about that before we move on? Because I I know that, that this divine evolution is a really scary time for many people who are listening to this right now.
2: Well, most it most certainly is. And one of the things that I consistently find that I'm doing in, in my life is to um, uh, nurture and love and embrace um, myself, uh, just in my humanness Um to engage in my own personal grief process that is about letting go um letting go of you know the life as i knew it letting go of systems and you know things that are been gave me a lot of the comforts it it doesn't mean i'm I'm leaving anywhere but my relationship is being asked to change and i believe that we're all in a process of evolution that naturally is a letting go Uh, because if you want to hang on we know that ship so to speak is sinking and we know that it's not peaceful and it's chaotic and it's full of chaos and divisiveness i we i we we don't need to point anywhere there i mean it's everywhere and is that really the way you want to go again that's the old thought system of that ego mind or are you ready to really cross the bridge and integrate the fullest capacity of who you are as a divine being and a divine doing, and to create a, a better world and a new world? And because everybody has a, a role to play here, nobody we need everybody's full, needed here. So that's that's the choice point. That's the place I believe that we are, and then that brings us to a place where we can really receive the greater totality of uh, ourselves as human beings, as universal beings or homoluminous or light beings, whatever that may be, and become great collaborators with the quantum field. And at the same time, it doesn't mean the world is going to go away. It's going to do what it's going to do, and it will evolve too. But why not evolve on your terms, not on the terms of how, say our politics are going or our economics system is going or how our justice systems do it on our terms and that's the idea we have that power
1: yeah that's the design piece i love this of of really looking at these times as co-creating it, with the emergent design that, that's that's happening in the world, and and literally, Adam, this is going to affect everyone on the planet. Whether you choose this evolution or not, it's coming in. I don't know about you, but 2021 has been um, a radical evolutionary year for me. You and I haven't talked personally for a while. When we catch up, I'll have to share with you what's happened. But my whole relationship with time-space was radically transformed in this year. And um, new capacities are emerging. Old ones are leaving. And I cannot function like I did prior to 2021 in the world. It doesn't work anymore, which is a great lead-in this next wisdom teaching i love 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 this one divine involution you Mm -hmm. write involution is the power beyond the space-time continuum it is the power that pulls you rather than pushes into love it draws you back to who you have always been as a divine being evolution aspires involution inspires Okay, how is conscious involution, divine involution, the key to humanity's destiny? Speak more about this, and let's let's expand on this idea.
2: Absolutely, I love I love this I love this wisdom teaching as well, in particular um, because it connected me to um, Sri Aurobindo and his work, and. Um, Barbara and I used to spend a lot of time on on Sri Aurobindo. As you know, she loves Sri Aurobindo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we spent a lot of time speaking into this. And it was quite interesting because we often are focused uh, almost myopically on evolution. Whereas our relationship with the involutionary force, the descending force, evolution being the ascending force, that we're ascending, to uh, uh, our higher being we're ascending to heaven and in our connection with earth whereas the involutionary force is really the universal force that is penetrating us and in in speak i would say spiritual speak it's the penetration of 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 love it's the penetration of of god it's the penetration of of the light in quantum physics into our our ethereal bodies into our ultimately into our physical bodies and um i i believe in my experience of what's really unfolding and manifest manifesting for me in my life is that when i'm attuning to this greater force and this greater universality in the oneness of who I am with that universal uh, field that it is pulling me um, forward, and it's guiding me in its pull into a greater um, uh, uniformity with the whole of the universe. In other words, it's 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 holding that it's holding the oneness of who we are versus the. Evolutionary is a is a push of the past and a push through seemingly a time space continuum. Uh, these aren't right or wrongs or good or bad. It's just the nature of of reality, and you can have one. You cannot have one without the other. So I believe that the that that the, in that flow that's pulling us forward that um, it's kind of the quantum vacuum um, that's pulling us inward and outward at the same time. And that way that lays us a pathway beyond um, the um, field and what was been created in the separate mind, the ego, excuse me ego self and that that's the guiding light. I follow, that involutionary force, that's, that's what pulls me forward. And that's what allows me to really dream, help dream a new world into being. And I think that's the invitation for all of us to come together and embrace that.
1: Adam, I really appreciate you bringing this through in this book and the, the whole idea how evolution and involution really work together it's both and this this was like this missing piece for me in in the entire conversation with so many different evolutionary leaders were who who really um, come into their fear-based thinking and their ego when they forget about this impulse of evolution and this involutionary force that's in charge it's like we begin to Mm co-create in the true sense of the word that barbara defined it and carolyn anderson and katherine roski defined it in the co-creators handbook is is that it's aligning with this force with the divine and then um, like you said dreaming the new world into being from that place I, I love this
2: yeah it just it, it, <laughs> it just lifts me to be sharing with all of you the, the beauty of, of, of that and the uh, ability for each of us to to embrace this f- force of of the universe of the quantum field of God of love whatever that may be for you and this is this is such a, a a wonderful piece that that i think you're right it 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 is missing in so many ways in the conversation and um it's it's a it's it's a transcendent energetic so sometimes uh, i think many of us find that it, there's great challenge in, in in speaking to to it and often it becomes so You know becomes more of an intellectual discourse than an actual feeling Um, an actual something that you know takes my breath away (laughs) and um this is the this is the idea of 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 that involutionary force that is truly the the other side of that proverbial coin so to speak it's it's all of it and i found that this is this is our journey to experience the totality of our evolutionary consciousness as conscious evolutionaries but also as conscious involutionaries yeah. and to ride to ride that flow
1: yeah and you also talk so much about wholeness in the book you know i appreciate that term and this this idea and concept you it, you define wholeness as standing in the totality of heaven and earth and making ourselves available to the benevolent divine force do you want to speak any more about wholeness before we move into the fifth and final unification
2: well i think we touched it really nicely over the over the last 3 sessions that we had and you know we're speaking into idea of our own separation and the thought system that 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 keeps us there that ego thought system and really uh, We're talking about the genius process to look at these look at these ways that we function separately We don't necessarily need to focus so much on how we are whole. I mean, it's part of the conversation because it creates context But that's already given and just the idea of peeling it back, peeling back that ego thought system, reveals that genius within ourselves and the divine genius, the wholeness of who we are, who we, what we've always been, and what we will always be. And now it's really a time to integrate that the, that wholeness, and and that, of course, brings us beautifully to our last wisdom teaching on unification and oneness
1: yeah you just defined it as that divine genius mind with the genius mind and this completes our journey home you say oneness is all there is and all that will ever be wrap up these teachings for us by talking about unification
2: well the the each of the 13 wisdom teachings in and of themselves um invites us to take that journey back to the place that we never left our authentic self and in that journey we discover and i certainly discovered there's a great genius that's shining from within each of us we all have the gifts and these wisdom teachings offer us a way to continue to be in practice to hold the oneness and the authenticity of who we are and our connectivity with the divine genius, God, Christ mind, Buddha mind, whatever that may be for you. And coming back into a place of unification, what I found in my life was I came to that proverbial choice point, that one that was the one choice point, the choice point with a capital C. And was I to choose love? Or was I to choose fear? And that choice was one that began to allow me to let go of an old thought system and to really embrace being a conscious co-creator of life and to dream the world into being in real time. I believe the human capacity, it's been there to dream in real time and to manifest in real time is fast emerging if we're doing the work now. And we're unifying ourselves in in body, in our, our hearts, in our minds, and in our spirits with the quantum field. That place of manifestation and connection is happening almost simultaneously. Maybe you're finding some of those synchronicities kicking in. Maybe those people or those resources are showing up more readily in your life when our heart is connected with each other in the field. So I'm, I'm just excited. I, I love the journey of unification and oneness. I find myself in in deep practice because it's so easy to, to default into old ways. And so I'm, it's good to be practicing here with all of you today and mm-hmm. sharing from that perspective. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yes. It. You know what? There are so many new capacities just coming in. It's exciting and um, and I'm writing about those capacities because I'm—I've just been in my own living laboratory this year. It's kind of fun, so maybe we can muse on that another time on another show. But sure. I want to give you just a minute, like in in maybe two minutes or so. At one point in the book, you say you're dedicating the rest of your life to help a billion people change their minds about how we do business and relate to one another on the planet. Tell us more, how are you gonna reach a billion and how can we support you in it?
2: Well, thank you for that. And and, and of course, the whole uh, premise of that is that we reach others through an interconnectivity and a cooper cooperation and a collaboration. Just coming to be with you, uh, Dr. Julie, is a, such a be- been such a great experience over these last three shows that we've done. That the work I believe that we're doing in the messages that we're bringing and the love that we're sharing is an invitation for others to go out and share that in the world. In other words, it's about touching people that are now expanding their heart and their soul outward. So I believe it's a it's kind of a bit like a geometric sequence. We have 2 and we touch 4 and 4 touches 16 and so on and so forth. And the journey here is to help build that bridge, that rainbow bridge, that light that is unifying both our physical and non-physical worlds to uplift all of humanity all of humanity and and justice for and economics social justice and across the board and and this time is very fertile to be able to do that i can't do it alone and it's uh, all about coming together and i just love the work that you're doing and that others are doing. And I look forward to hearing from many people so that we can collaborate and create that that, that wave of energy that's changing the world as we know it and building a, a better world for all.
1: Mm. Well, like our friend Jude Kervin says, we're living in a holographic universe. So you just lighting this up. Well, hopefully touch that billions of people and hopefully having this conversation right here on empower radio will reach the 2 million that that frequent this this platform throughout the year so I, i hope there's so many of them listening and lighting up and 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 reverberating out into the universe adam this was a delight thank you so much for joining me here and having these three different conversations
2: oh you're so you're so welcome and look forward to furthering the conversation with you with others other um, evolutionaries that are out there that are embracing their 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 passion to to do the good work in the world to create some impact that's about touching people's lives and to help build a bread or bridge whether you're running a, a, a company that uh, that um, employs hundreds of thousands or you're, you know, you're simply doing work in your garden and in your community. We're all here together and and, and together we we can and, and we will emerge into our, our greatest potential as light beings and people of love.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, Adam. And I want to leave you listeners with these words from Divine Genius. Surrender to the involuntary, evolutionary, involutionary. okay, let me start over. Surrender to the involutionary impulse of the divine. Feel this in your body as you relax and trust the higher power of love flowing through you. Be a receptacle that receives the divine involutionary flow of love and be the love that you already are. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.